In this episode of the Church Security Roll Call, we're going to be discussing dealing with suspicious vehicles. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Chris with Sheepdog Church Security, and this is your Church Security Roll Call. Today we're going to be discussing the article, View with Suspicion, Handle with Caution. If you'd like to read that article, go to our website, sheepdogchurchsecurity.net, and look under the News tab. So let's begin in the Bible. This verse is Psalm 10, verse 8, and it reads like this, The wicked man sitteth in lurking places of the villages. In the secret places doth he murder the innocent. His eyes are privily set against the poor. Great verse for us today because what we're talking about is simply this. Evil exists. People are out there wired a certain way to see the world burn. They're evil. They're dangerous. And we as safety team members can come across these people. We are going to be focusing on you know, approaching a suspicious vehicle. And um, before we do that, I want to give kind of a disclaimer. One of our past graduates recently dealt with this situation, and it resulted in a safety team member being killed. And so I want to be very cautious here. First of all, to Mr. V, is what I'll call him, um, he made the best decision he possibly could with the information he was collecting and what he had at that time. That's all we can really do. That's the best that any of us can hope for. You don't know what you don't know. And so you made the best decision. And the worst thing that you could do is start to second guess yourself and start to think about could have, would have, should have. All that kind of stuff is just too dangerous for you to really focus on now. And so um, you may not want to listen to this program because what we are going to do is we're going to try to do our best to honor the fallen by discussing um, some of those would have, could have, should have, right? So I've had a month now to think about this situation and other situations like it, dissect it, and come up with the best possible way of dealing with this type of situation where you probably had less than an hour. You had moments, minutes as opposed to weeks like I have. So, and that's a good thing for all of us to hear, is we are going to make mistakes. And, and I even hate to call it a mistake. We're gonna make the best decisions we possibly can based on the information that we have and the way we understand things. And then if things don't work out the way we would hope or wish that they would work out, the worst thing we can do is punish ourselves for all the information that comes in afterward. You know, one of the things they'll tell law enforcement, if you're involved in a deadly force incident, do avoid the news for the next couple of weeks. Don't watch the news because everybody and their brother is going to come out and say how you did this right or did this wrong and all that good stuff. It's dangerous. But anyway, so there's my, there's my disclaimer. Same disclaimer I give to active shooter situations is it's, we're honoring the fallen by reviewing what happened and how we might do a better job later. So let's get into the news. The first one is Cumberland County, Tennessee, February 24, 2019. A suspicious vehicle missing a license plate was found in the parking lot of the Baptist Church. 911 was called. Responding deputies found out the car had been stolen in Texas. 
Later, they spotted a man and a woman walking along the highway, um, which the, the church was located. The couple had driven the stolen car to the church and left it there um, when they ran out of fuel. So here's an example of a suspicious vehicle. You know, just a random vehicle in the parking lot, in a place, in a time, you would not expect it. It's suspicious. And in this case, they called 911. Police responded, found out it was stolen, and then were able to locate the people had stolen the vehicle. So, good example. Uh, next one. New Morgan Borough, Pennsylvania, August 6, 2022. Two security guards at a business in New Morgan Borough um, spotted a suspicious van just after midnight in a lot in an industrial site. They were there to stop thefts of catalytic converters from vehicles. As they approached the van, they noticed someone hiding. They stopped and one guard called police. Shots rang out and both guards were wounded, one fatally. So one of the guards died. Composite sketches of the person of interest have been made public. Okay, something's going on in the parking lot. Somebody is actually concealing themselves. One of the guards calls 911 and unfortunately the shooting starts and somebody gets wounded. All right, um, Brevard, I'm, I'm probably saying that wrong. North Carolina, March 14th, 2021. A church security team member found a suspicious object on the church property after a Bible study and before the worship service. Uh, police were called and several unexploded incinerator devices were discovered. The church and all businesses in that section of downtown Brevard um, were evacuated. Several other devices already detonated were found in the area around other publicly accessible buildings the suspect was arrested and charged the next day. Suspicious package. Obviously, routine patrol. It wasn't there, and now it is there. Calling it in, letting police take care of it. Holmes County, Florida, February 11, 2022. A citizen called 911 after seeing a suspicious truck parked behind a church where it was hidden from traffic on the street. Deputies found a woman under the influence of drugs. Um, they discovered drugs and drug paraphernalia in the truck and stolen scrap metal in the bed along with tools for removing metals. She was arrested on drug charges and for theft. Uh, Late Port, uh, California, June 26, 2022. A suspicious device was discovered on the ground at a church in Lake Port. The police department closed off and evacuated several blocks just after noon and the bomb squad deactivated the device. It was an explosive device with a power source and shrapnel. Later that day, a suspect was arrested. He lived across the street and had previously been arrested for passing counterfeit bills. All right, the final one. Um, Albuquerque, New Mexico, September 24, 2022. On a Friday night, a 61-year-old church security guard was spotted, uh, spotted a suspicious truck on church property and went out to check it uh, check on it he took photos of the vehicle and a license plate and was sent to um, and sent them to the security supervisor this was his last contact police were called they finally found his body in an, uh, a rare row which is a seasonal stream channel um, he had apparently been um, run over then dragged to where he was found 
The information he transmitted helped the police identify and arrest a 35-year-old suspect with an arrest record including assault and domestic violence. All right, before we continue, this is going to be a good program to forward your team. We really need to be talking about how we handle suspicious people and in this case more focused on suspicious vehicles. What do we do? When we see a vehicle like this, how do we respond and how can we keep the congregation safe and how can we keep ourselves safe? So please share this video with your team and then get the show notes, you know, drop in the comments, get the show notes. And so you'll have some talking points that you can engage your team with and um, really figure out what's going to work best for you and your team. All right. So, um, so cause for suspicion. So one of the things is this, is we need to be very aware of things that are outside the norm. I like what Simon calls it. It's um, violations of social boundaries. Things that are out of place. They don't belong. People don't normally do these kind of things. We need to be aware of those things. Now, one of the things that we have to think about is this. In our minds, we will often, most of us, we'll look for reasons for why something isn't suspicious. So to give you an example, and this kind of going to be a straw man argument, but <clears throat> it's, you know, it's August, it's 90 degrees outside, highly humid, and a guy comes walking into the church wearing an overcoat. Now, all of us know, because we're in a training environment here, that that's suspicious. Something's wrong with that. But what we don't talk about sometimes is this. Your brain will look for other reasons why this isn't suspicious. You will look at that guy in that overcoat and say, boy, that's, that's a pretty heavy jacket for the temperature today. But maybe, and we'll start coming up with reasons why there's nothing wrong with it. Maybe he's here for a skit. Maybe, maybe he runs cold and always needs a jacket. We're going to come up with reasons why this isn't weird. And we do this all the time. I've shared with some of you about a horrible fatality traffic that accident that I worked on the south end of town where a guy hit a pedestrian late at night or rather early in the morning. It was dark out. And he hit and killed this guy on the highway. And when he called it in, he said, I just hit a deer, but it was wearing pants. See how his brain was trying to come up with a reason why it wasn't what he thought it was. All right, and that's the way our, we're wired. We're looking for reasons for why something is not suspicious, why it's not what we believe. And that's what we have to be aware of as a team. And really, you know, I suggested you share this with your team. This is something we have to talk about and it's something we have to talk about regularly because we are prone to look for excuses and explanations that are less scary and it really could cause us a lot of trouble. Now, I don't have enough insider information to know about the shooting that happened in White Settlement, but this guy came in wearing an obvious beard and wig. And while they were watching him and paying attention to him, they still did not act until he was shooting people. And so, once again, we're trying to say, well, maybe it's not what we think. Maybe it's not a threat. Maybe, 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 maybe. And so, 
Um, like I said, I don't have any inside information, but I'm using it as an illustration <clears throat> as how even deadly situations, a real red flag, if you will, will present itself and we won't know how to process it unless we have these pre-conversations about processing it. All right, so let's move on. <clears throat> so what I want to get into is basically approaching dangerous vehicles. So this is the practical part of the training today. What do we do when there is a suspicious vehicle in the parking lot? How do we, how do we deal with it? How do we approach it? If we're going to approach it, how are we going to handle this? So um, let's, let's talk about that. <clears throat> the first thing is this, is if you're working off hours and it's dark outside, call police. Always call police if it's dark outside. Let them handle it. They have all the tools, right? They have their squad car. They got spotlights. They have body armor. They have vests. They have a firearm. They have backup coming or, or backup there. They have, every, they have more tools than we have for dealing with that type of situation. I can think of no reason at all why we should be approaching suspicious vehicles on the church property at night. Let the police handle it. Now, I understand for some of you, you're in jurisdictions where you call police and you'll be lucky if they show up in a couple of hours. That doesn't change everything. Call police. Keep an eye on it in a safe place. Keep an eye on it. Hopefully, you have cameras. Great. Get lots of video. Take pictures of them. Do whatever you have to do, but make sure that anything you do to record this, their activity is done in a place that is either number highly safe like you're inside an office watching through a camera, or it's someplace where you could get safe very, very, very quickly, like a split second, you could be in safety. So make sure, you know, you could retreat through a door or something to that effect to be more practical or around the corner of the building where you've got block, cinder block or some sort of cover. You can take, you have your exit plan in place. But at night, take, you know, just call the police, let them handle it. The next thing is this, is never approach a vehicle on your own. So when we talk about in the domestic um, disturbance or the um, verbal de-escalation course, one of the things we talk about is this, is you see a suspicious person, the first thing you do is you call your team to get backup, right? We never approach a suspicious person or a potentially violent person without backup. So here it is. You call for backup, nobody's there. You're there alone or you're the only team member working. This is another example of calling police. Let police take care of it. Once again, they're your backup. And in this case, they're the primary and backup is in another squad car on its way. Let the police handle it. If you don't have backup, don't approach people. Next thing that we need to keep in mind here is this. <clears throat> Vehicles can be used as weapons. And so we do not want to be standing behind or in front of a vehicle or anywhere within their turn radius because they can crank that wheel and cut the corner pretty tight. We're not approaching from the front or from behind. That means we're approaching from the side. 
Now, right now, a lot of police officers out there is like, that's not what we're getting trained to do. We do passenger side approach, all that kind of stuff. Keep in mind, that's a completely different situation. Police have the squad car pulled up behind them. They have spotlights in place. They have backup coming. They have vests. They have guns. They have all this kind of stuff. They're doing a passenger side approach. That is not appropriate for a safety team member because what we're dealing with is not enforcement of law. We're, we're, our mission is actually to protect the congregation and to safeguard ourselves as well. So I recommend a side approach within their field of vision, just like we would do if somebody was having a mental crisis in the church. We're not sneaking up on them. We're not trying to get a tactical edge on them. We do want a type of tactical edge, um, but we're not sneaking up on them. One of the things you might remember, especially if you're old law enforcement, is they used to teach us to kind of, when we approached a vehicle, we kind of stand in front of them, closer to the side mirror. And the reason we did that is because it gave you a greater view inside the vehicle, right? You had a better view from that position of what their hands were doing, their body movements, their facial expressions. You could see so much more. And the idea here is this, is that you could see what they're doing. Also, you could read their body language, their facial expressions. And if they were super high stress or in crisis or whatnot, you're going to see that. And now in our case of safety and security, if we see a lot of this movement, if we see them trying to grab a gun, we see all that kind of stuff, we're falling back and we're getting out of the area, calling police and, you know, safeguarding ourselves and the congregation in that process. And so, um, all right, so we talked about dark outside, you call police. If you're alone, you call police. When you approach a vehicle, keep in mind that the vehicle can be used as a weapon and you can get run over. Bad deal. Next thing is never sneak up on somebody because once again, our goal is not law enforcement, which is collecting evidence for a crime. Our goal is safeguarding the congregation and ourselves. Next thing, as you're approaching this vehicle, you're going to do the exact same thing you would do with somebody in crisis or having problems in the church. You're going to be smiling. You're going to wave. You're going to observe their actions. You're looking at their body language. You know, if they look fearful, angry, nervous, you're going to fall back and call police. If they're motioning a lot in the car like they're trying to hide something or they're trying to retrieve something, you're falling back and calling police. Um, there's, it's not worth it to get any closer. Fall back. Um, if you do get to that point and they seem everything is fine, you know, there's nothing that indicates that there's any danger there, then you're just kindly greeting them. You know, may I help you? I'm with the safety team. You know, what's going on? You know, that kind of stuff. Because there's a lot of good reasons why somebody could just be in your parking lot. I know as a fact, just as a police officer, I've sat in a lot of church parking lots to eat my lunch. People do this too. With laws that now say that you can't text and drive and talk on your phone and drive, a lot of people might just be pulling over to either look for directions on their phone or maybe they're exchanging text messages, talking to somebody. Also, too, if you have open Wi-Fi, they might be there just to use your Wi-Fi. I mean, there's a million reasons why somebody could just be sitting there. And so that's why we have this, hey, may I help you? What's going on? You know, that's, that's a good contact. Now, if they were up to no good or planning to be up to no good, 
Now they know that there's a safety team presence and they might be like, oh, nothing, I'm out of here. Boom, and they're gone. No big deal. You did your job. You actually deterred that crime or delayed a crime from occurring by being there. If they're up to no good, and we're talking a medium or even high level threat level, then what's happening is you're identifying that threat before it's before it happens. And so now you have a few seconds, if not longer, to now get the church in the lockout or you know, call police. There's all kinds of advantages you have by early detection. There was a shooting not too long ago, and I'm horrible with dates and time. Sorry about this. But we talked about it where um, a guy was waiting in his car in the parking lot. And when church lit out, a woman came out. He shot and killed her. And then he went inside and tackled to the ground. A security guard had to run out and get his pistol to hold him at gunpoint. The whole deal. The point here is this. Early detection is is good for us. And so that's part of this whole approach. You're looking at it. You're evaluating it. Every step you take, you're reevaluating. You're looking at them. You're looking at their movements, their facial expression. And when in doubt, call 911. As simple as that. If you definitely do see something, fall back, call 911. If it explodes into immediate violence, respond the way you need to respond in order to mitigate that threat, to neutralize that threat, and call police, the whole process there. So I've been running a lot longer than I intended to run, but this is such an important, such an important thing for us to talk about. You know, it's approaching suspicious people. It's approaching suspicious vehicles. How do we do that in a safe manner? And while we could really get, and I know that there are some other um, people out there that are providing a law enforcement type perspective on approaching a suspicious vehicle. Um, my, my pushback on that is this. Law enforcement are there to, to enforce the law and to collect evidence, you know, plain view doctrine, if they see that they're rolling a joint, whatever, you know, they're seeing that. Um, that's their job. Our job at the end of the day is this, keep the congregation safe, keep yourself safe. And so if, if they see you and drive off, that's the best case scenario. If they see you and they don't drive off and they look angry, whatever, lots of emotion in their face, lots of movement, that's danger. Back away, call police. If it, you know, and, and all the spaces in between. So I hope that makes sense for you. I hope that helps you. This is a good one to have a conversation with your team. Have this kind of discussion. If you have law enforcement, they're probably going to tend towards their approach. And that's fine. But at the end of the day, if it's you, and it's 2 o'clock in the morning, and a suspicious vehicle comes in, turns off its lights, and you see maybe a little glow inside, there's no reason to approach that. Let the police do that. Or if it's during Sunday services and you're the only one working and you see somebody that's fiddling around in their vehicle or they're sitting out there while everybody's inside, you know, all this suspicious kind of behavior, then once again, there's no reason for you to do that without backup. Get, let the police take care of it. And then all these other things, you see danger, back away, um, and just be aware of the fact that it could turn into a deadly force encounter. You know, when I was working in law enforcement, I would remind myself uh, at every single um, traffic stop that this could be the one. This could be the one where somebody would pull out a gun and try to kill me. 
and you have to have that same thought. This could be the one. This thing, no excuses, no, there's all these other reasons why it might not be suspicious, but suspicious enough for you to approach and check it out, then it also should be suspicious enough for you to tell yourself, this could be it. This could be the time. And if if that makes the hair go up on the back of your neck, fall back, call police, let them handle it. Trust your trust your instincts because sometimes we see things that don't always completely register in our conscious mind, but they're there and we know that there's something special about this approach. And if it turns out to be nothing, great, but but we can't bank on that. Back up, call police, let them handle it. So I hope that is helpful to you. Um, we just started the second quarter of our online training. It's been going really good. And uh, we just covered the safety team fundamentals. Great stuff, a lot of good feedback, a lot of good discussion. Next week, we're gonna be discussing active shooter. So if you have not enrolled and wanna be part of that class, this is a good time to jump online. Enroll yourself, enroll your church, whatever, and uh, I'll see you on Sunday. Other than that, if you like this video, please share, comment, uh, interact with it. Nobody here in safety in this space, in church safety and security, knows everything, and that includes me. So let's have a discussion. You have a different perspective, a different thought? Let's talk about it in the comment section. You know, let's work through it. And so everyone benefits from that. Some of you might be surprised occasionally these kind of conversations do break out in the comment section and we can all learn from that and work together to learn more so by all means jump in there like comment let's interact other than that thank you so, so much for joining us this week and hey let's be careful out there this program is made for informational purposes only and should not be taken as legal advice